Hello and welcome to podcast three of The World According to Wisdom and Noble. I am Rob Wisdom. And I am Mr. Vincent Noble. Hello. How are you? I'm not too bad, not too shabby. Um, I think we should clear up what happened at the end Mm. of the last podcast. I did get home to Barnabas, but unfortunately he'd been at it again and the neighbour's cat is not walking as well as one would hope. He... In fact, cruel. He does seem to be up to no good quite a lot. Um... Not so much no good as evil doings. Evil doings. That's your own son. That's your flesh and blood. Flute of my loins is uh, possibly satanic. So how? I mean, what, what are you going to do about this? How, how um, are you going well, to counteract pers- this? If it persists to be a problem, I'll probably enlist the help of a professional exorcist. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as being in the second-hand book industry, um, I know quite a few. No, a few because obviously they need books. I sell books. What? So what books do? Mainly, sort of mainly Bibles. Bibles. Mainly Bibles, yes. Mm. Quoting. Uh, yeah, uh, mainly verses from Matthew and Paul. Mm. They're the best ones, aren't they? I always like Genesis. It's and certain. not just Phil Collins' band. <laughs> <laughs> Genesis certainly is the best one, though. That's the first one, isn't it? Genesis is the first that's one. That's the first one. I can't remember. It is, and that's when uh, God made heaven and earth in seven days. Pretty good. In the dark. Pretty good. Um, so now Susan's got back. Um, how yeah. was that? Uh, well, she said she enjoyed herself. She said she learned the women's retreat, wasn't it? Mm. Yes. Yeah, it was the women's retreat. Uh, that was in. She actually flew across to America. To America. Mm. I did not know this. Yeah, I thought she, she was I, in Yorkshire. I thought she was. Uh, yeah, I thought, but she was in New Yorkshire. Uh, so maybe. she didn't tell me that. So that's come out of my my bank account. Oh, did you know about that? Mm, uh, no, but I mean it's fine if she if she wants to explore herself and her and these fellow women. His colleagues of hers. Yeah, they're, they're exploring. They're exploring. They're exploring themselves. everything. I think, from what she let on to me. No men allowed, was it? Nothing. Not one. It was the camp was led by women. Penis-free zone. It that she showed me some pictures, and on the entrance it said "penis-free zone." Really? Penis-free zone. Hmm. This is where it gets a bit controversial because I'm going to say something here which um, some listeners may female listeners may find offensive mm-hmm. but if we had a no fanny zone the media would have a bloody frenzy because have that a field would day. be seen as sexist it's a field day so if I say I don't want any fanny I would be shot down in the eyes of the press mm. and I think that is unbalanced and unfair okay women you've got your vote you've, you've got, got your rights you're equal to us now stop complaining about penises okay we've got a ju- there's a ridiculous advert on television where a man has been made to tidy an oven, wash an oven, and he gets a bag, and the tagline is, so easy a man could do it. That's just... If we put, so easy a woman can do it, can you imagine what would happen? <sighs> Susan, for one, would be outraged. Well, she's a special type of lady. She is that. But I, but <laughs> I do hold her in high regard. In your heart. In my heart, especially, yeah. Whose vows. But I just want to go back to the point which you've been making. I think these thoughts that you've you've come to uh, come to think are mainly due to your your, your childhood. Um, are you referring back to the fact that I had a very masculine presence whilst I was growing up? You had a strong masculine presence, yeah. In fact, my two fathers, Jacob and Winston, were always there, and my mother wasn't really about. Um, I don't know why. Uh, I, I don't know whether she could put up with Winston and Jacob. Um, they they were very passionate men. Um, they had certain passionate. Uh, they had certain. What do, you, what do you mean by passionate? Well, they were very they were very into their um, arts and crafts. 
and um, they spent a lot of time teaching me how to um, excuse me, um, how to uh, make model Viking ships. And I think I was I was influenced a lot by the masculinity. I mean, back back mm. when I was a young boy and at boarding school again, I, it was all boys, and I lived with um, Mr. Perkins in the summer. So that was another male figure. I didn't really ever have a strong female figure in my life. No. And in fact, since Elizabeth, my ex-wife, left me um, with mm. Je- with Barnabas, you know. I don't think that's left a very good impression of me on, you, on the way You've of had home. a a woman free zone, really, haven't you? Forever. I've had a fanny free zone for a very long time. Yes. Oh. Well, no, I had Elizabeth for a while, and that was lovely. But I don't know. Something about women, I just don't trust them. I just mm. don't trust them. They are peculiar specimens. The way I don't know. The periods. Oh. The way they don't come on. Sink. sink it's un- in, it's unnatural. Sink in, sink in with, with each other. I don't know. Yeah, it will run, you know, run havoc That's on our is. sewers. Surely they've got something. There's something deeper in their brains. If they can sink their bodies together, mm. they must be be able to think to each other. And I think that's a dangerous tool to have. I think not only are they women. I think they're they're not they're Homo sapiens, but in a special way. They're they're a certain as if they've got a chip in their head mm, when they're born, inserted into their brains, is a thing where they can. They can talk via their minds. Communicate. Telekinesis. Mm. Two words. Telekinesis. Two words. Um, but where would we be without someone? I don't know what that was. Um, where would we be without them? So we do need women in the short run. In the long run. In the short run. <laughs> Not in the short run. In the long run, we need women to reproduce. And there's lovely women out there. There's some, there's some corkers out there. Edwina Curry. Mo Molin. Audrina Partridge. Yeah. Lovely women, um, but that's really enough on women. I think I think we've um, over, mm. we've overstayed our welcome, and mm. perhaps we'd be kicked out and have a no penis zone in here, which would be uh, which would be a shame. Well, then we wouldn't be able to do the podcasts. The podcasts? No, we wouldn't. Um, Who would record the podcasts? Well, certainly not a not a person with a penis. It'd be a penis-free podcast. A pee pee penis free podcast. Yes. So, um, you, I don't know if the listeners remember, but whilst Susan was away on her um, spiritual feminine retreat, mm. you um, had to look after the cat, didn't you, Vincent? Yep, I uh, had to look after... I was given sole responsibility of looking after that cat. Feeding, cleaning... Jean-Claude. Yep. Petting. Mm-hmm. Jean-Claude. The cat. Mm. I killed it. <laughs> How? Well, um, the thing was, I was doing a little bit of gardening... And I've got some quite. I've got some overgrowing hedges. I was doing a bit of strimming, oh and sorry. Oh god! I, I know. And it's what happened is very unfortunate. An unfortunate mm. case of misconsequence. So what happened was, I was strimming. And I, I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see John Claude coming out. Just, I think he might have just been coming out to say hello. Just, just hello, hello. I'm your cat. That's fine. I was like, oh, loving, loving. I didn't realise it was there. So I'm streaming. The goggles on. I couldn't see the goggles. I had my iPod. Did all the grass go up into the? I always get the grass is in my, into my eyes. I'm surprised. I'm surprised I haven't hit Barnabas with that streamer. <laughs> I can't see a thing when I'm streaming. Exactly. And when, so the cat ran out. It was doing the hedges, and he wanted to say hello. Jumped up at me. I didn't know what. Oh, I didn't know what was. What's that? Ooh, what's that? I turned around, 
And before you know, before fresh, I know it, I, I've, actually, I've actually uh, streamed off all four paws now. So now he's he was just one one sort of stubby, stubby little cat, stubby ball. little cat ball thing. And but he was he, he survived that. He's a, he's a soldier. That's that's why I call him John Claude. But firstly, you he was missing the paw when you got him. Mm. He was missing an ear. A couple, I can't remember why was it. It was an attack by something. It was attack. Yeah, it was attack um, by, the, by the cats. And then you chopped its tail off, John Claude's tail off, in the washing machine. In the washing machine. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Now you've mm. strimmed his paws off, and he's stumbling around like a fleshy, fluffy cat ball. He's progressively and he, su- he survived that, but yet you've gone on to kill him. I am. Um, all I can say is that I'm grateful you didn't have children. I, well, I've always been asking for children. I've always asked. Always. And, oh, and then just Susan just doesn't doesn't want them mm. to. But I'll tell you how how it did die. How did it meet its demise? Well, run the way to the vets, and um, I. I I was stressing obviously. I still had the the four paws in my the three paws sorry because one had already in the ashtray. <laughs> exactly, I just had them balanced precariously in the ashtray, and um, he was sitting next to me in the chair, stub, stubby stubby paws, and I was, ooh, I was hot in that car driving. I was I was stressing. Pop down the window, pop driving along, pop down the driving along, and then suddenly he he jumped out. He jumped as I was going along the motorway. And his stubby, bloody paws. I was on a dual carriageway, and then the worst thing about it... It gets worse. There was, there was, there was a sort of a, a lorry or a van, so it was a large vehicle going past at the same time. So as it jumped out on a dual carriageway, there was another car, there was another car coming. So mid-flight, the lorry connected with uh, Jean-Claude. Did, yeah. he, did he stop? I didn't, I didn't stop. <laughs> I drove on. So now, now for the next week, I'll be having to uh, look for a pet, a new pet, for my darling Susan. Looks exactly like Jean-Claude. Almost identical. It's going to be, a, I've got my work cut out. On top of that, you've got four paws. Four paws in, 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 my, in my ashtray, which, three paws, remember? Three paws, has, yeah, yeah, So, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. It's exciting. It's exciting to be you right now. I wish you every luck with the cat. God knows you're going to need it. Susan will probably chop your pulls off when she finds out she's going to be furious now Robert you've you've mentioned quite a few of your hobbies before but uh, you've told me recently that you actually started a new one haven't you Yes, I've actually taken up yodelling um, with a group around Nottingham. Uh, it's the Gentleman's Artistic Yodelling. Um, gay, gay for sure. That's gay, isn't it? That's gay. Yeah, it's, it's very... It's, it's, it's gay. Um, but it's, it's good fun. There's a lot of us. Um, uh, mainly middle-aged men. Um, we go about choirs. Uh, we go with, along with choirs to mm-hmm. churches, yeah. uh, school grounds, clubs even. We've done a few in, um, in a club called Heaven in London. Um, and it went down very well. Heaven. Heaven. I think I've heard of I think I've heard of that one before. Um, I don't know, it's very big. There was a lot a lot of people. Um very friendly. A lot of friendly men in heaven, yeah. Mm. All very nice. Um they really appreciated the work we were doing. Um mm. and then in Nottingham I've been just, you know, doing it um old people's homes, yodeling for youngsters is a new scheme we set up. So, um for yodeling, 
I mean, how much experience do you need, or how, I mean, how how do you practice yodeling? I practice yodeling for about mm, six hours a day. I six yodel. hours of yodeling a day. I yodel for about six hours, from about hmm, maybe five in the afternoon till eight, and then I have a break, mm-hmm. um, do a bit more yodeling after after dinner, mm-hmm. sleep obviously, wake sleep. up, sleep. wake up and yodel for another two hours, and that's that takes up my day. That's, that's my day. We 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 meet up every Wednesday and Friday and yodel. Yodel so together. It's great. So yeah. tonight you'll be off to. After this, yeah, I've got a yodel session, um, and we we're, we're going to be there in the um, in the city hall yodeling for the uh, for the mayor. <laughs> and um, I'm sure it's going to be great because uh, the guys there. Um, there's, there's a good bunch down at the town hall, aren't there? Yeah, there are. Uh, the guys do it with the main. They have quite a bit of hands on time on their hands. I mean, none of them have got a child like me. Um, no, but they're all divorced, or and some of them aren't even married, so they don't have the constraints of a woman holding them back. No, they can yodel as they want. They can, they can yodel whenever they can yodel they, as they please. They can do more yodeling than than the average yodeler. Than the average Swiss. The average yodeler would probably yodel for say. I think you yodel quite a lot. I'd say the average is four four hours a day. Maybe, yeah. A, a Swissman would yodel for Yeah, that, a, a Swiss yodeling. traditional yodeler with four, uh, four hours a day, probably average. Four hours of yodeling. I'm, I'm beating that by two. Well, the thing is, though, because you're English and not Swiss, then you have to catch up, sort of, don't you? They've been doing it for centuries. And I've just started. But people have told me that I've got a lovely yodel. this week Robert indeed well uh, it's always going to be big news it's election it's election campaign it's a bloody election everyone's got to vote you've got to vote you've got to vote if you if you want if you want to be considered a, a citizen of the UK you better bloody vote hmm. um, I, that's what I stand by I stand for and by I stand for it and buy it there you go I will Prince stand for and, and buy that stands for and buys it um, of course the biggest scandal to come out is mm. uh, Bigot Gate Bigot Gate and no. Sue put in a brown or brownie with uh, that bigoted old woman. Sue put Gordon in the brown. <laughs> Thank you. That was very good. Was that a sun clipping? I know. Was that you? No, it was me. Oh, Vincent, I'm very impressed. Um, yes, well, let's talk about it because I'm I'm one of these people who thinks people have a right to say what they think about people. Uh, if he holds an opinion that that woman was a bigot, which she was, then he's got every right to voice it. The only problem, he says he's sorry, but he's sorry he got caught, not that he's sorry that he said it. Would you agree? I think that he should have said that he was sorry for everything. I don't think he should say that he's sorry that he got caught. I think he is, though, isn't he? If no, he, no, of course he does. I don't think he cares at all about her. No, not at all. But, you, but you, you have to say that. You have to say that. No, okay. He should have said that he apologised to her, apologised for that everything happening, and obviously he should never have said it. But he's apologising for being caught, and I think you, you, if you're going to be apologetic, you have you have to uh, you have to just be sincere. Yeah, yeah, and not say sorry I was caught. Yeah, sorry. Well, I don't know. I see. I think as a man, I'm Robert Wisdom, simple man of truth. I think that he should be allowed to say what he thinks about people, despite the fact you know. Yes, he's in a position of power, and he should have a responsibility to uphold the British image and everything we stand for is in manners and 
and queuing. But I don't think that, queuing's the main one. I don't think we should. I don't know. Put him up on a on a pedestal or lynch him for calling someone a bigot. I mean, I've called someone much worse things behind their back, and that doesn't make me a monster. It doesn't. You're not a monster. Thank you. You're not a monster at all. Barnabas, on the other hand, I'm but, I'm worried. But I just Gordon, you know, he's had his time. I think. Ooh. Ooh. See, yeah. now this is going down to serious. But I think he's had his time. Hmm. You've done what you can. Fair play. No one can do much better than that, really. He had a very tough job. What exactly. He had his work cut out. Yeah. I like him in a weird way. I just don't like that horrible, horrible smile. <laughs> horrible smile. I think I prefer him to Cameron. Cameron. I think who was it? Some political commentator said Cameron's like that geography teacher who has, doesn't wear a tie, sits on the desk and just goes, "Hey, call me Dave." <laughs> That's exactly what he's like. I I can see you can see how he would think that. I've actually had the uh, the pleasure of speaking to David Cameron. Oh really? I spoke to him a few weeks ago. He went to your school, didn't he? Yep, he did. That's I uh, I I actually spoke to him in a reunion there, where I was going. How was the reunion? The reunion it, it was in, enjoyable. I've got one coming up. You do. Mm. I'm not looking forward to it. Martha's going to be there. Martha, who? You she, she was the matron. It was an all boys school, but I did have a thing with Martha. You had a thing with Martha? She might... She was old at the time. She won't be dead. God, I hope she's she, not there. That'd be embarrassing. She won't be there. She... It'll be... Oh. If she's there, that would be embarrassing. So, how old oh. was she at the time when you were a schoolboy? She was mid to late 40s. <laughs> I was a young 18-year-old living with Mr Perkins. Hmm. Uh, and it happened, you know. I cut my knee, went to the matron. Oh. Before I know it, that Ooh. hand's not on my knee anymore. Wait, so... This is this is sexual, oh, sexual I, offense. I know, I, assault. I asked for it. She was more than happy to give. So you you went in there just for a cut knee, and you came out with a world of experience. My eyes were open. Wow. I there, yeah, that was probably was that your very first time. Yeah, yeah, it was. Your first time was with, how old were you at the time? If you if you're going in with a hurt knee, then I was uh, thirteen. You're thirteen years old. And you had sexual relations with Martha, your school nurse, who was in her mid-40s. But back then it didn't matter about age. You know, there's all this whole, oh, oh, she's oh. 16, he's 20. Yeah. Oh, he's 13, he's she's 13, 45. She's 45 and she's got two kids at home. But it, doesn't, it didn't matter back then. Back then we had a stiff upper lip. We just got on with the job. And I stand by that. Equally, Morgan is going to be at the reunion. Morgan. Now, you've told me about him before. Morgan was possibly my least favourite person in the world. Morgan Stanley. I hated Morgan from the very first moment I met him. You had trouble with him, didn't you, growing up? It was his teeth. His teeth. Disjointed. Out of joint. At weird angles. It, it scared me beyond belief. And, and on top of that, he used to walk around with a cane. He used to walk with a cane. One of the, one of the, one of the children? He was a child, yes. Mm. He was my pupils. age. And to top it off, he then went and slept with Martha as well. In fact, I think she had the whole of 7B. <laughs> wow. That, like, how long did she stay on her job for? Was she, was she with, the, with the teachers like this, or was it just children she, Martha was going for? I think she sy systematically worked her way through the whole school. Sounds awful. I think even the vicar. Um, no. Father Rogers had a go. Which is awful, really. Father Rogers? Father Rogers. Old Man Rogers is what we used to call him. Didn't he, uh... Didn't he, uh... Um, not baptised. Uh, confirm. Confirm. He confirmed. Confirmed you. 
Yes, Father Rogers did. Father Rogers confirming. Those fingers, where have they been? God only knows. God, I love that woman. Um, I suppose that brings us to the end. That does bring us to the end. Um, next week, uh, we've talked a bit about politics. We, we promise that we will talk about modern life and uh, general mm. issues, because mm. that's what we're meant to do. Um, we've mainly talked about ourselves, but we will talk about art, literature, movies, that kind of thing, mm. uh, in the upcoming podcasts. Mm. Um, Vincent, mm. I'm, I can only hope that you sort this cat out. This cat situation is awful. I know it has been it's been dragging on for quite a long time now and I think it's time for truth to come out of the bag me to speak to Susan and tell her the truth and see what happens I wish you every luck um I haven't got Barnabas today so I don't have to rush off I'm off to gay with the guys um so he's at he's at his aunt's so that's fine um but um I think next week he is he's got a school play so um I'll talk to you about that Mm-hmm. He's um he's he's performing um, he got? he's performing um to kill a mockingbird, oh. and he's playing the um the part of the judge, um and that should be fantastic. That'd be nice. But uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. And I I guess yes. I guess this is goodbye. So you you're doing you are doing the music for that, aren't you? The music for the for the play. Oh yeah, gay are doing the music. Yeah, yeah. the uh, it's mainly going to be some yodeling. Mainly, mainly yodeling and a bit of rap. But um, it's promised to be a great feat. Yeah, no. I, well, if you can get me a ticket, well, if you could rustle me up one, I'll get a front row ticket. I would love to see. You can, jo- you can sit with us and, and, and yeah. the gay guys. Can I? You can sit with the gay guys, yeah. It'd be fantastic. Me and the gays. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Looking forward to that. Yeah, there you go. Good stuff. Well, you know, that's put a smile on my face. I'm hoping to put a smile on the gay faces. Yeah, I'm sure the gay, the gay guys will love it. Okay. Um, so this is it. This is uh, goodbye from me, Robert Wisdom. And goodbye from me, Mr. Vincent Noble. Uh, and like a naughty schoolgirl. Get out of our office, otherwise we're going to spank your little bottom. Spank it hard!